everyone, Stephanie here from the 8-Bit Cat Show. Just a quick thing before we get this episode started. Um, one, we did not mention the passing of Kevin Conroy, and we did want to acknowledge that. Um, he was amazing in the animated series as Batman and everything that he contributed to that franchise. Uh, so rest in peace and thoughts and condolences to his uh, friends and family. Um, second, during the uh, extra bit section, I talk about a awesome organization called uh, Battlefields to Ballfields, and I uh, made mention that a veteran commits suicide every 22 seconds. It's not 22 seconds, it's uh, 22 veterans per day commit suicide, so I did just want to uh, make those corrections before we got everything started. Um, and with that being said, let's start the show. Any of those got a war game? Now? One, two, three goes to Sparta. I mean, you, you don't have to prequel, any of the God of War. PS3 ones to play the yeah. PS4 one. That was the seventh one. Uh, it, it helps, though. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the seventh one. Damn. You can read a seven-minute synopsis and it's fine. Oh, yeah, the synopsis is just Kratos got real mad and killed all the Greek gods. Yeah, that's why I, I thought that was the basic premise of the game. <laughs> he got so mad that he ran out of Greek gods to kill and now has to kill other pantheons of gods, yes. Well, no, no, so the, the, him being in uh, Norway or wherever they're supposed to be is him not being mad anymore. He's distinctly unangry now. Wow. Still seems like he's killing somebody else's pantheon of gods, though. Well, they... He definitely at least murders Loki. I've seen a cutscene. He does not murder Loki. Okay, he gets his ass kicked by Loki. Yeah, he for a while. He doesn't while. fight Loki. He doesn't know what Loki? he's talking about. He's never played sure I saw it. it. I saw a cutscene. It was definitely Loki. Didn't. Oh, I guarantee you didn't. <laughs> Just ignore anything that he has to say. Wow, rude. I mean, I'll explain when <laughs> to the next part, but I guarantee you he does not fight Loki. Oh, well, that's sad. Yeah, anyway... Let's do this. Welcome to the 8-Bit Cat Show, a place where friends geek out over the nerdy things we love, sometimes with cats. Uh, you can kind of see Valkyrie in the back of Peter's uh, thing and you can't see her but Bailey's positioned on my lap and is snuggly and keeping my lap warm because it's very cold. She is being awkward. It's fine. I'm your host Stephanie Katz with us tonight Zach. Hey how's it going? Peter. Hi. And Tom. I call this my flavor saver. I can always look it for later. I, I do see you keeping a little bit extra there. <laughs> So we were we were soup. talking about how Zach doesn't know what God of War, what happens in that game. I have apparently even less idea than I thought. I <laughs> but Peter's been playing the new one, so. Yeah, uh, it, it's probably my favorite in the series now. They did a really good job with this one. And no, you Kratos doesn't fight Loki. Loki is Kratos' son. Like that's that's, that's the, the little kid that's falling around. That's Loki. Hmm. <laughs> that doesn't really make sense either. I mean, it does. His wife was called Faye, and she was clearly Lyle Faye, the, the parent of Loki in Norse mythology. Yeah, but isn't Kratos Greek? Yes. Yeah, okay. and then... But there, in the first game, there are moments where he gets called something different, 
by some of the enemies that is the the another one of loki's parents um he's basically they're just kind of like no kratos is that god as well even though he's not (laughs) but uh, it it, it did a really good job with the game um it took about because they told me the save uh the time on the save date like 27 hours i think to get through the just the main campaign and there's still a fuck ton of side content i haven't messed with nice if elden ring beats this for game of the year i'm gonna throw a fit Oh no. You think this is better? Oh, absolutely. How's, how's the gameplay? Uh it's it's very good, but it is just different enough from the last one that if you were very, very used to that, you're gonna fuck up a lot until you get the third weapon. Mm. Yeah. Because they change it's it's just minor things, but it's like that that part that can really fuck up like how you're operating. So it, yeah. There was a lot of early deaths because I was just pressing the wrong buttons to do the wrong things. You're like, no, that's that, that's that's what you're supposed to push. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure you're yeah. supposed. No, not not anymore. Okay. <laughs> and I'm finally. Da- they won't ruin anyone for very long, especially because you get a training area very early where you can just play with the new controls. But I didn't do that. I was like, oh, I know how to play this game, yeah. which led to me dying a lot from stupid mistakes. <laughs> which is why they totally gave you the that's area def- to practice. That's definitely why they did that. <laughs> You're like, I don't need this. Uh, game developers normally don't put a giant area in that they had to debug and make sure it actually worked if they didn't want you to use it. Right. If they didn't want you to mess with that just a little bit. Um, there is also, uh, I think, three or four segments now where you actually play as Atreus instead of Kratos because he's not a tiny, worthless child anymore. He is actually capable of fighting on his own, so you'll have chapters where you're playing as him. He's less annoying. Care for them? No, no, I almost found him more annoying. But that was me personally. (laughs) Uh, Maddie liked him a lot more. (laughs) I found him significantly more annoying. (laughs) That's unfortunate. Nice. the point because I beat it in like I think four days. Um, But on the second day, I got to a a, like a the second bit of playing as Atreus. I was like, I just don't want to do this. I'm just going to stop. I don't want to play as a trace. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not bad. They did a good job with his controls. I just don't really care for it. Yeah, like I bought a God of War game because I wanted to play as Kratos. Yeah. Again, th- these segments aren't bad. They have a lot of story relevance. And th- he doesn't control terribly. It's just they cut off at weird moments where it's like, I'm really invested in what's going on right now with Kratos. And then suddenly I'm cut off to Atreus over somewhere else. Name sauce. It kind of almost reminds me of like what um, Final Fantasy Eight. Oh, when it would uh, jump to the Laguna stuff. Yeah, like you'd get really invested in one story, and then it'd be like, "Just kidding, we're going back over here." They were really bad about that, actually. Yeah. But I mean, at least that was—I mean, it's the same thing with God of War. Those points are very relevant. It's just you've got a lot of momentum going with one part of the story, and you're very suddenly thrown into a completely different part of it. That's how they keep you invested. And then you have to remember because you keep what was thinking about on. it the whole time, going, "Oh man, that was so cool! I can't wait to get back to that." So then, when you do get back to that, you're like, "Yeah, this is really cool. I'm happy to get back to this." Yeah. But I don't realize that it actually sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Tricking you, Peter. No one else should buy Elden Ring. Just buy the new God of War. Fuck Elden Ring. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I mean, I've talked about that before on the show where I, I think it's a pretty overrated game. Um, and this isn't, to be clear, me being shitty. I've beaten that game like six times. 
Mm-hmm. I just didn't really have a lot of fun doing it, if that makes sense. It's a software, a From Software <laughs> game. You're not supposed to have fun doing it. Oh, no, but I love From Software games. It's just Elden Ring is being lauded as, like, this perfect monument to gaming. And it's like, it's, it's okay. It's not that great. <laughs> the fact that it got nominated for Best Narrative baffles the shit out of me. Because why would it doesn't even have a narrative? I was about to say, did it even have a narrative? <laughs> It has, it has more cutscenes than the previous Dark Souls games, but that's not really saying a lot, all things considered. Yeah, isn't it kind of just a, here's some lore, and also now play the game. It's Here's a little bit of lore. If you want the rest of it, you better read a bunch of item descriptions and go for that hunting. No one, ain't no one got time for that nonsense. All right. I'm going to keep all of the items. I but really, I'm not going to read about any of them. I really hope this works, because I just realized that we didn't test this video. Oh, that would be really unfortunate. Yeah, it looks like it's working. We're probably fine. Here's hoping! <laughs> Fingers are apparently crossed, boys and girls. What's wow. next on the agenda? Yeah, what's up next? Um, I'm out of things to say about God of War besides it good. It, it, it good. good. It, Not, good. it doesn't even get a full sentence, just it good. good. I mean, good. The, the, the little model of Thor's hammer was nice. Were the colors pretty? It is. It, it's got enough weight that you could probably kill someone with it. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's yeah, I guess. It's, it's, it looks like a hammer with some Nordic gravings on it. Because it's smaller, right? It's not like, it's not like quote unquote, life size. No, it, it's it's well, uh, fair enough. It's not life size to the game because the in the game that thing's huge, but it would be closer to what an action. Because the idea of Molnir is that it was supposed to be a two-handed warhammer. Yeah. Uh, but because Loki was being a dick, uh, the dwarves that were crafting it fucked up and messed up the handle, yeah, so it's life shorter than it should yeah. be. So it's the appropriate size for an actual warhammer, um, but it's not how it looks in game because in game it's fucking massive. Makes sense. Noise. So we watched Andor. I'm so proud of you. It's a show. Yeah. She doesn't like it. I think it's perfect. It's the best. I don't... It's one of the best pieces of Star Wars media I've enjoyed in a very, very long time. I don't not like it. Just. I think she's bored. I've... I have a deciding factor of whether or not I'll try this. Is there a child that Andor has to endear himself to and raise? No. no. Then I'll at least try it. It's because I'm tired of that shit showing up in Star There's... Wars. Here's, I don't know, here's my thing with it so far is, um, and, and it kind of, kind of is what we were talking about with that, like with the, there's a di- bunch of different stories going on and they keep hopping back and forth and you're like, but I want to know more about that other thing. So they, they, it starts and like, there's like good action sequences and there's a, a lot of parts where like, it's makes you really anxious you're like oh my god how are they gonna get out of this how are they gonna whatever and i mean it's very interesting politically to like see how like the politics were working and like how they actually were able to get the rebellion started but at the same part point like there's just a lot of parts where i'm like oh my god is this ever going to end why are we still on the same fucking thing like Spoiler alert, there's a part where Cassian gets thrown in prison, and the whole time I'm just like, this is really boring, why are we focusing on this, this is stupid. Oh, there's going to be a payoff later, come on. 
But I feel like Maybe. the reason. Oh, there were some great lines there. Though. Andy Serkis plays uh, basically this the supervisor for his floor because it's a work prison. Oh, Andy Serkis does an amazing job. It's, it's not, fantastic. The, the acting is good. Like the, the, it's fine. It's just like it just gets into these lulls where I'm like, why? Just like Obi Wan worked because they took a story they knew it was going to be x amount of episodes and they packed it in succinctly and gave you everything you needed out of that show this i feel like they're trying to drag it out and make it a way bigger thing than it needs to be i don't know i think they're doing a great job of fleshing out more of the star wars universe instead of just doing the oh we've got these six people that you know uh, and we're right. gonna follow them, and then, but it's giving you something a little bit new. I, I, I think it's worth. I think it's worth uh, trying out there. Peter. At the end I of the day, there's no stakes. Aunt Cassian dies. We already know this. Like we already know what happens to these characters. And well, yes, we already, we already know uh, what happened yeah. to Obi Wan and and Darth Vader. But again, they they took a lot and put it into. A small amount of time and gave you everything you needed out of that story and it's like if they don't make a season two i won't be upset because i got everything i needed out of the obi-wan show so everything you just described about andor like being like they're trying too hard to stretch out a small story is how i felt about kenobi um that could have been a fucking movie that did not need to be as long as it was they stretched that out as hard as they could um I haven't seen any of Andor. I have to imagine with a character like that and with how significant he is to the Rebellion, they can stretch it out a little bit more since he's been in the fight since, how old was it? Like six or something? Something ridiculous. I've been a Rebel since I was six or some shit like that. Uh, apparently um, not. Not? Okay. But I mean, it, I, I just feel like that could be, you could get a little more like side story out of that than you can with Kenobi. There's only so much that can be done with a prequel series about Kenobi that takes place after the Revenge of the Sith. Basically, what uh, they're doing with Andor is the first season is going to be his first year in the Rebellion. Basically, actually... Maybe. He's not a six-year-old? I feel so cheated. You you get to see, like, where he grew up and where he came from, and that lasts a whole of, like, <laughs> 10, 15 minutes, and then, like, it gets into him being basically a scoundrel and how he eventually gets worked into the Rebellion... But right now, he's stranded on some fucking island with some other dude, and we don't even know what's going to happen to him. And then you have all these side characters that they've introduced. And the only one that I knew going in besides Cassian was Mon Mothma. Apparently, she has a husband and a daughter, and I never knew. So there's that. It's giving you lots of extra information. But nobody cares. Oh, I do. I've enjoyed that. Again, this is exactly what I've been wanting from the Star Wars media. They're giving you all the stupid bullshit that you could possibly munch on. I uh, guess. It's, it's, no, it's all political intrigue. There's Half of this is stuff that, like, if you read any of the EU, they're bringing stuff back from that. They're like, this was fun. We're going to pick this out and have some enjoyable stuff with this. See, that's that's interesting, at least. Like I said, they've been I'm, doing that for a minute, like cherry picking things they want to keep from the extended universe. Now. Like this, this is good. We're gonna make this actually official now again. 
It just makes me sad that it's in a show about the character that ruined my favorite part of the EU, which was Kyle Katarn. Who? The one who originally stole the Death Star plans. Yeah, they they turned him into Cassian Andor. Who actually, and then but Jan again, Orr turned into Jen Urso. Well, both, yeah. They, they kind yeah. of took all the good parts of him and split him between two characters and didn't really utilize it great. But I did yeah. enjoy Rogue One. And well, yeah, Rogue One's a good movie. This has been this has That's been pretty good. good. They they Saw showed up for a little bit there. Saw Gerrera. Uh, so that they're they're throwing some of they're throwing all the major players in there. Saw shows up all the fucking time now. But yeah, supposedly the first season is going to be like the first year of him getting into the rebellion and doing everything like that, and then the next season is going to be like the next five years of okay. the and basically, and then the second season will end right up at the beginning of Rogue One, theoretically. Fair enough. That's, that's what they've said at least so far, and that it does seem to be going along that route. But I'll at least try that. At, at least. I was going to anyway. It's just God of War was consuming all of my free time. Which I understand. It seems like it's <laughs> quite, it seems quite consuming. I think that was a, a good choice, Peter. But I, I don't know. I have thoroughly enjoyed it as someone who enjoys Star Wars media for mostly what it is. I think it's done. This has been. Did y'all watch Tales of the Jedi? Not yet. I've just heard nothing but backlash about it, so I'm a little concerned. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, we have we have not started that yet. We just binged like because we'd watched the first three episodes, maybe four episodes, and then we binged the rest of it last night or night before. I don't remember night before, and so we had not started Tales of the Jedi yet. I've heard uh, I've heard good things about I guess the Dooku portions, but I heard the Ahsoka portions were actually a little. That's essentially what I've been hearing. Dooku was fine, but Ahsoka was bad. I heard the Yaddle episode is great. <laughs> I'm sure it is. I, again, I just, I, that's what I've heard, but I think we actually do get an explanation for why you don't see Yaddle again after episode two. Who's Yaddle? Yaddle is Lady Girl Yoda. Yoda. Yeah. Oh. Instead of Baby Yoda, it's Lady Yoda. I see. And she shows up in like one scene on the council in episode two. I think it's episode two. It is in yeah, it's really, and it's one. Of the, it's a scene that if you're not focusing on the right spot, you might just think it's Yoda. Yeah, or, <laughs> yeah, but but you can't. You can tell it's not Yoda because Yoda's talking on the other side of the screen at the yeah. point in time. That I mean, like if you focus on the wrong part and you aren't wearing glasses when you need them, oh, yeah, you're yeah, probably yeah. going to think it's Yoda. No idea. Because that's what my brain did when I was a kid. I wasn't wearing glasses because we just didn't know I needed them. Uh, <laughs> she kind of looks like an empty chair for half of that, honestly, but. <laughs> It's one of those that people have always been like, oh, what? it's a girl Yoda. What is going on there? What does that mean? Do her and Yoda fuck? Um, probably. probably not. Maybe. There's a baby Yoda there. I'm just saying. Grogu's, Grogu's got to come be. from somewhere. Uh, I, I do not believe that is confirmed in Tales of the De- Jedi. Uh, I don't believe they uh, let you know whether or not Yoda fucks. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'm pretty sure they show us Yaddle dying, and I'm like, oh, so I guess there. That's why she's not in episode three. All right, makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, we got it. But yeah, so I I don't know. Like I said, I've heard the same thing, Peter. There has been a little bit of uh, mostly mostly what I've heard is was this really necessary for this to be made? This didn't actually seem to do anything. It it was pandering. Yeah, 
Like I said, there was something. People fucking hated Kenobi and Boba Fett, so they needed to get a little bit of love back. Yeah, what I've heard is this was not really. Who hated necessary. Kenobi besides you? Lots Most people hated Kenobi. Lots of people. Hated Everyone agrees the action was great, but the show was unnecessary. Most people hated Kenobi. Yeah. What? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's pretty. A lot of people are up there on that one. That's even what I said when we were talking about it. Like, yeah, the action's great. The rest of it's not so great. Uh, you're you're actually in the minority in the fact that you thought it was a well-paced, well-written, well-thought-out story. I enjoyed it. I, again, I enjoyed it as well. But you're in the minority when it comes to criticisms on the internet. Well, everyone knows the internet is a horrible place. Yes, and you shouldn't listen to it. That's why we're here. Yeah, listen to us on the internet. I pay other people on the internet. Oh, no, no, you should also not listen to us. <laughs> Okay, you should listen. We are we are for purely for entertainment purposes only. Do not listen to any actual advice, thoughts, or opinions expressed in this material. It's just not worth it. Yeah. The, All right. The weird one we've been watching. We watched another show though. On What's Amazon that? Prime, it's called The Devil's Hour. It's fucking weird. And it stars Peter Capaldi. Well, one of the people that stars is Peter, Peter as a serial killer, sort of, sort of, um, but also so the whole, sort of time traveler, which is funny, but also not Dr. Who. Um, so like the whole premise is that like, <laughs> you, what the fuck what was the that? What the fuck was that? I'm just die in the background. Do you have a bird now, Tom? What is going on? I definitely don't have a bird. It sounds like somebody smacked a macaw. What the hell is going on? It's definitely not a macaw either. It happens okay. to be Ashley stepping on a freaking cat's tail. Yep. Uh, that... Oh, it was a Brody. Oh, Broadster. Poor baby. Well, maybe he shouldn't have been under her feet. All I'm saying is yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. Cats well, are what was said. Um, so anyway, so the, shouldn't be under my feet. they're supposed to have better spatial awareness than that. The idea is that, so he, in, as opposed to like going back and like, oh, when you die, you like move on to the next life. The idea is, is called rec it's recurrence where you actually just go back and relive your same life. And there are some people like Peter Capaldi's character that actually can remember every single loop so he's able to make changes it's like a really really dark groundhog's day yeah it's not funny in any way like the because the, the trigger was like basically um his his mom cheated on his dad and his dad was a real hard ass and instead of just like walking away from the marriage like a normal person he decided to take him and his two sons and drive them off a cliff the White Cliffs of Dover, in fact. Right. So Peter Capaldi's character, Gideon, goes, well, you know how to stop this. I'm just going to kill my dad. A what? lot. Yeah. <laughs> and so what he basically his whole thing is he kills people that would have otherwise like hurt an innocent. Or he does like something to change like an innocent's fate. Like, there was this but one... He's also a bit of a sociopath about it. Yeah. 
It's weird. It's very strange. Uh, the whole first season follows a woman and her son, and then it ends up that her oh, son was uh, never even, even supposed to be. Like he came from nothing, so he'll go back to nothing. Like he doesn't actually have a loop because Gideon changed one thing in her life that altered that whole thing, but he's only done it one time, I guess. It's it's very strange and very interesting. You definitely need to, like, not be tired or fucked up when you watch it. You actually got to pay attention a little bit. It's one of those, oh, you should watch this uh, when you actually have a clear head and want to watch something in, in, interesting. Because he was like, he doesn't really like the whole, like, true crime stuff or, like, ser- like the movies, like, serial killers. So he was not super, like into this but i was like no we should watch it because peter capaldi's in it and then we started watching it and we were both like what the fuck is this show because it takes a while for you to even really figure out exactly what's going on and what role he plays like it's it's really nuts i don't know have you seen um no i just forgot the name of the show Spectacular. No, the soccer one. Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso. Have you guys ever watched Ted Lasso? I don't think either of them have Apple TV. First of all, if you ever get a chance, Ted Lasso is actually quite hilarious. (laughs) But the douchebaggy soccer player that's the asshole in that show is the douchebaggy dad in this, and it really throws everything off. Because it's really weird, because he's actually a pretty decent actor. I'm like, oh, I didn't really notice that from you being in the comedic role. Okay, you actually have a pretty good range here. But also, I'm like, I'm expecting him to just be a really dumb douche. And he's it, he, he is, but in a different way than he is in the other show. I'm like, this is messing me up. I don't know. I, I still don't like you. And I know I'm not supposed to like you. But I hate you. I dislike you in a different way than I'm used to not liking you. So this is really messing me up right now. I guess he just uh, has been typecast as the, oh, I'm, a, I'm the douchey British dude that you need uh, when you want to be have somebody in a series. I mean, he's probably in other things too, but we don't like have British TV, so we don't see him that often. Yeah, well, he seems douchey. Uh, <laughs> poor poor Jamie Tart. It's not even his real name. You don't even I know, know his real name. That's Neither how much of a you. tart he is. Neither do you. I didn't say I did. I just said I at least admit it. I'm very happy for you. I will be happy for you. What you up uh, to, Thomas? Whole lot of nothing. That's, I work, 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 work. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for you. Uh, oh no, you thanks. went to, you went to the car back the other day. I seen it on Insta. Yeah. Stop! Stop blowing up this man's spot. Maybe he didn't want people to know he was drinking beer, huh? I don't. I don't have social media, so. Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Saw it on somebody else's. I don't know. No way. Thomas had you, to get off social media because he he's he gets very excitable. I believe it. He's a very yeah, excitable man. No. Can you tell right now? Yeah. Always talking and uh, being. Got off social media because I didn't like it anymore. Well, served I, no purpose in my life. It wasted my time. I completely understand that as well. Right, so you don't even listen to any podcasts, Tom? What about what about when you're driving to work? Podcast isn't social Music. media. No, no, I just meant in general. Unless you have a long drive to work, I'll just do a podcast. I don't know, he's got 30 minutes. I listen to music. That's what I do. 30 minutes still feels, well, I guess the ones I listen to are long. 
I don't know. I, I, now most of my podcasts last about two hours, and so yeah, I listen to it to and from work twice, and it's ready to go. <laughs> Who did I just kick? Me. Oh, fine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no sympathy. She thought she kicked a cat. Felt bad. Kicked you. Nah, that's good. I should have hit you harder. Shit. You're fine. What if I wasn't? I'm sad. Duke Duke's here. With his little face. <laughs> He's a star. Look at him. He's such a star. Oh, I promised the Instagram people. Hold on. What Instagram people are you Don't promised? worry about it. Drop the mic. The Instagram people don't care. Someone might. Bella is sweet when she sleeps, and she never moves from there. She's quite odd. She was yelling at us earlier. Though. She was. She was trying to get somebody to pet her, and I wouldn't do it. That's fine. Needy bitch. That's rude. <laughs> That's so rude. Yeah, well, she deserves it. But what are you going to do? Um, Let's see what else is up. Uh, Eliza Schlersinger just released a new special on Netflix. I have no idea who that is. She's a stand-up comedian. Okay. It's fine. It was really funny. If you like Eliza's stuff, you should go watch. I, I, okay. I'm talking to the general audience, Peter. What you should actually do is listen, go to watch Neil Brennan's new special on that, because that dude is insane. <laughs> I also that? don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, he's the co-creator of The Chappelle Show. He's the white guy that helped Dave Chappelle write the Chappelle, make the Chappelle show. Ah. Yes. Yeah, no, he's a white guy. Super white guy. Okay. It's the weirdest thing in the world because he wrote most of the racial jokes in the Chappelle show. Hot. Know. Yeah, he's just really good at it. But uh, he, he's uh, very innovative when it comes to his uh, stand-up performances. They are more... They, they, some of them got kind of that Bo Burnham vibe that you're like, okay, this got a little dark, Bo. Uh, can we get back to the jokes? No? Uh, this time we're going to end it? All right. Eliza got pretty dark cool. this time. Yeah, because the world is dark. And the comedians are just holding up a mirror to society. The world's kind of fucked up. Yeah. But it is funny. Well, let's just bring this up a little bit. And we're just going to go to... Extra bits. Go right to the bits. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm tired so of you sorry. being tired. It's fine. Peter, did you find a bit? You had so much time. I kind of forgot to look. Um, season two of Avenue Five started. What is? I mean, it what started is, like two months ago, what, but what started. Uh, it, it's a sci-fi comedy series, the starring the the uh, Hugh Laurie. Oh, Hugh shit. Laurie. What's oh. that on? Yeah. Uh, HBO Max. Fuck. Yeah. Um, it's also got, like, uh, it's got Josh Gad in it, too, I think. <gasps> it's quite funny. Josh Gad. Yeah, he's playing... Basically, the premise is essentially a spaceship that was a cruise line had a malfunction that knocked them off course uh, so they wouldn't return home for three years. And it's just the crew trying to deal with that for the most parts and like not die so it's Star yes. Trek voyager but funny. Hugh Laurie, yeah hugh laurie plays the captain of the ship josh gad plays the owner of the company that does the tours that sounds about that's that yeah. that actually sounds like a great interaction level between I, the two of those 
human yeah. beings. That sounds quite intriguing, in fact. Yeah, yeah. we need to get HBO Max. Uh, apparently, that's the one we don't Because of the, the, the nature of uh, Hugh Laurie's character, um, he is constantly going back and forth between his like actual accent, the British accent, and the one he did for House. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's even, that's even funnier. I'm All right, so down. I'm on board. I'm so down. Tomas? Um... I really don't have anything either, but I do have a video that if you're addicted to this, then maybe you should watch it. I will send you the link and you can tag it in the bottom. Okay. Zachary. <laughs> I, like I like when Tom doesn't give any explanation for his videos. It scares me quite a bit. And I watch every single one of them and I go, I shouldn't have watched that. Uh, uh, the one I have is for some unexplainable reason, I don't. I don't know why the NFL is doing this, but they're expanding their um, games that are not played in America when really I don't think anyone gives a fucking shit. Apparently Germany gives but a very big apparently hit. Germany cares about American football, and I don't know why. But So they had the first ever um, uh, NFL football game in Germany. Munich. Munich, specifically. <laughs> The, at the giant soccer stadium, the stadium they have there that uh, Bayern Munich plays at, the the Munich Football Club, uh, and so it's just a stadium filled with people. It is it was sold out stadium. It was pretty impressive actually. They're all just wearing a smattering weird assortment of NFL jerseys because they're just kind of treating it as like a oh like an event. We're, we're gonna go watch football. Oh, who's playing? We don't know and have literally no care whatsoever. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's not It's not like when you watch like it, it, it on TV and it's like, okay, there's clearly a team that people are mostly rooting for. Like, no, it's no, 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 no. There's, there's no clear uh, caring at all. In fact, they're just like, oh, yeah, we're going to go American football. Yeah, we're going to drink some beers in the stands and but that's not even dogs. that's not even the best part. The best part is, uh, I guess, right after they came back from halftime, right before play for the second half, Basically, uh, they um, they did decide to play the unofficial, or what I think should become the official National Anthem of America, uh, Take Me Home by Country Roads by John Denver. So there's an entire stadium of European real football fans. Screaming. Yelling and screaming and singing Country Roads, Take Me Home. And they even keep going, like, after the music stops, they just keep going for like 10 minutes while they're playing football on the stadium and you're like no one cares about tom brady they're singing country roads all right this is uh so it's a link to it it's honestly it's hauntingly beautiful uh it's the it's, greatest thing i've ever seen pretty impressive uh i love the article just because the guy goes all right i've seen enough super bowls in munich next year all right we're doing it sold these guys care more about it uh these guys have more fun than we americans have with these games uh let's do this thing and it's absolutely ridiculous so watch it. Uh, it's it, honestly it's moving. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was very sweet. I'm like, oh, I wish America could love us, love ourselves that much again, uh, but we don't. So, <laughs> what do you got, Steph? Uh, so my first one is, of course, your weekly dose of Disney. Uh, this is an interesting article I came across, uh, which I mean doesn't surprise me, but it's basically. Even Disney cast members are fed up with long standby queues due to lightning lane prioritization. And, you know, between getting yelled at by regular people and just the, you know, having to make sure that they do prioritize lightning lane and, like, all the, the bullshit that comes 
into it. Um, you know, they're kind of they they kind of just miss how fast pass used to be, and they think it's dumb. So there's that. Uh, yeah, because I think a lot of more people are sitting in the regular line going, "This is fucking stupid." Just because those guys pay twenty bucks, they uh, they get to go the whole time. We don't we don't intersperse any of it. No, just them. Okay, cool. We'll just watch that happen then, I guess. And then my second one um, was something that I actually just learned about today. But in honor of Veterans Day have uh, being having already passed, having just passed. Um, Not too I long just ago. I just thought this was. A really interesting organization and just to put it out there um it's called battlefields to ball fields and it's by um mike per Pereira, i believe is the, the the guy's name um and basically he started this organization because there uh, i didn't even know this but apparently there's a a very big issue right now in the sports world trying to find officials because official uh, officiates are getting tired of being screamed at by parents or coaches or you know whatever the case may be and like the online bullying on Twitter like people are putting people's names and addresses out there and saying they're going to kill people because of like a call they made um and so and between that and the low pay like a lot of people are just quitting which is causing there to be a lack of officials um and then you also have, you know, veterans are unfortunately not very taken care of in our country as they should be for everything that they've sacrificed. Um, and between, you know, um, veteran suicides every 22 seconds and the homeless problem, um, this, this gentleman, Mike Prayer, really wanted to do something about it. And he was like, how can we take these two problems and figure them out together so he started an organization um link will be in the show notes where if you're a veteran you can get involved with this organization and they will pay for you to it, it kind of kind of works like how the gi bill would work where they, they would pay for you to go to school so they pay for you to get all of your gear to learn whatever sport you're in and then to just give it a trial run um, and they're finding that this is really helping helping veterans out because it's giving them that that camaraderie of being a part of a team and you know they're they're being able to like have it have a mission um, is the best way um, to kind of describe it um, and then it's also getting them to integrate back into society and help them you know, work through some of their issues with people who are experiencing the same things that they're experiencing. And since they're coming from, you know, very like high, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I have no idea. Stress. Yes. <laughs> like I'm high stress. I couldn't. I could not think of the word. Like high what? stress situation. <laughs> How much stress are you under that you can't think of the word stress? I'm Good really lord. Tired, man. Um, you know, and they they are trained to be in these situations where they have to make tough calls. They have to make them quickly. Um, so they're kind of in the perfect position to deal with parents and coaches and all of these people kind of screaming at them. 
um, and they're able to keep calm and not react and not get upset about it. Um, so it's it's kind of just really great that it's kind of helping solve two issues at the same time. So that was that's that bit that I have. I will say just in general, don't you don't need to yell at uh, any officiant for any sporting event because they don't get paid enough. Unless they're the NFL and fuck all of their refs. Uh. Yeah, but the, like the lack of officials is also affecting them. Oh yeah, too, no, because they, they like, don't have any qualified, uh, actually experienced professional efficients. So you can't even get good ones in the NFL now because there isn't anybody to fill those slots. So you end up just having idiots come up there, and it gets even worse. Then and their well, officiating I problems mean, even worse. That, I don't think that's a totally fair assessment either, because you have. The, the, you know, they've got to go uh, um, officiate this game and then they've got to like rush over and go. So like they're not getting a lot of rest. So maybe their judgment isn't. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's not. It's OK. I, unfar un, I unfairly and harshly use the term idiots for some people that are overworked and underpaid. But that's because uh, you're right at the lower levels we don't have those you don't have, they don't have those efficient so guess what you don't they don't move up to the upper levels either so then you're scraping the bottom of the barrel to even have a professional football game or baseball game or any of that staffed by somebody that actually knows what the hell they're talking about yeah because this is it's not just a football thing like it's across the sports world it's what i 100 what i learned today um but yeah if you'd like to learn more link is in the show notes uh, and until next time, new A-Bitch Cat Show usually comes out on Fridays. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment. You can also support us on Patreon. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And Mr. Kitty is going to set off the little robot vacuum. Until next time, geek out, be fabulous, and have fun. Oh, you said the eight shit bat show. I may have slurred. I'm very tired. Tom's Tom's not gonna give me a last nothing. You don't get this. So that's why I said ancient bat show. I was hoping. <laughs> <laughs>